Welcome to FASD Hope, a podcast about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder through the lens of parent advocates with over 18 years of lived experience. FASD Hope provides awareness, information, and inspiration to those people whose lives have been touched by FASD. And I'm the host of FASD Hope, Natalie Vecchione. Welcome to today's episode. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We are so excited to be speaking with Emmaus Holder, who just finished his over 4,000-mile bike trip from North Carolina to California for his project, FASD Across America. So, everyone, we're on FASD Hope. We are live with Emmaus Holder, who has just finished his, how many miles was it, Emmaus? 4,300 miles on the dot. 4,300 mile bike trip for FASD awareness and FASD support. Just amazing. So, talking with Emmaus Holder, he is eating, he is refilling his carb tank. We've also got a special, special guest, Mr. Willie Joyner and Emmaus's step team. They wanted to come and congratulate Emmaus. So, Emmaus right now is in LA. You heard how many miles he rode? 4,300, guys. Awesome. Uh, I thought I'd finish around right now. I thought I'd finish in 55 days, and I finished in 56. So, so. there you go. You did it yeah. right, right, yeah. right on time. So we have a lot of people who've been following you, like thousands of people, and hopefully as many yeah. people as as they can are watching. First of all, Mr. Joyner, thank you guys for joining us. And, and I know I'm going to I'm going to let you guys talk to Emmaus and, and catch up in a minute. So Emmaus, let's just talk about, first of all, congratulations. We are thank so, you. so thankful for you doing this. I mean, this is just an amazing task. You, you like, yeah. you totally just, you nailed it. And following you, first of all, I mean, this is how much of like a rock star you are. You, you rode your bike from coast to coast, from North Carolina to California during the summer in the hottest heat wave of like on record. You know, mm-hmm. all of us were just like holding our breath for you because like, you know, we're seeing the heat like going like right. 120s yeah. and yeah. your bike. Oh my gosh, your your <laughs> your bike like just kept on like it kept on even though something would break and you know for anyone who's right. following you your bike made it through some pretty tough times. It did, <laughs> you, got, yeah. you got to know some bike shops pretty well. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just a couple of quick questions before we get Mr. Joiner and the guys back on here. So yeah. You did this for FASD Across America for your project in May. Mm-hmm. What are some, you stayed with a lot of families, ours included. We were so happy to host you your first night. What did you learn from the families that you met on this journey? Yeah, so um, I think some of the biggest things that I learned were that um, there, there's, um, there's a lot of growth that needs to be had in the sense of taking care of people with FASD, like both in the sense of like talking to people struggling with trying to find help, as well as in the sense of talking to strangers about what FASD is. Like people just don't know what it is. And so 
um, I think uh, in a lot of ways, it just needs to, more people need to learn about it. More people just need to, there needs to be a greater understanding in our, in our culture of what's going on. Um, and then another thing, there's just so many similarities across the board as to what people are struggling with. Um, and so many of them are related to things that are very fixable and that they're, that they're um, through institutions and stuff. Um, and like that they can be fixed. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, just knowing that there, there are methods and ways that things can be fixed and that problems are being had in the same ways everywhere. Um, that's probably the biggest. I'm sure you saw a lot of reoccurring themes with families and whatnot. I'm so glad that you were able to capture the information that you did for your research because people don't realize not only did you go on this bike journey, this 4,300 mile bike journey, but you also gathered a lot of research for your project FASD across America. So we are so mm -hmm. thankful for that. Thank you so much. And again, just the FASD community is just so, we, we are just so thankful and we're just like, we've been cheering you on since May. The other thing too, is that, you know, we have this legislation, hope, you know, being yeah. introduced, the FASD Respect Act, HR 4151 right. S2238. And I think that what you did, I, I really hope and pray what you did just shown a spotlight on FASD so that, you know, you created yeah. this amazing ripple effect. I mean, and people are talking and people, you know, you've been on news stations, you crossed the way, oh, yeah. you really just rocked the advocacy for us. I mean, honestly, I think you're like yeah. the advocate of the year and, and I'm just like, so <laughs> thankful. I'm so thankful. Yeah. So, all I right. appreciate that. Yeah. So this was tough and, and you're carving it up. And again, I appreciate you talking to us because so many people have been following yeah. and, and I really, I know you just want to like, <laughs> just, just, you know, probably just be done with talking about all this. What, <laughs> what kept you going? I saw like the food that kept you going and that was awesome. I saw the, the ice cream and, and the pizza right. and all the, all the carb loading. Yeah. What, what else kept you going? Um, I think knowing that, like, especially with having such a, a problem that's so close to home, knowing that what I'm doing could potentially make a difference. And like you said, that ripple effect and just having those conversations with people, it's like, it's a very motivating thing. Um, finding purpose for these kinds of trips is sometimes really hard, but coming into it knowing exactly what I was doing and exactly why I was doing it, it, it made some days a lot easier than they could have been and the hard days easier than they probably should have been. But wow. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Let's see. Let's talk about your bike because <laughs> your okay. poor bike, <laughs> your yeah. poor bike. What what was like the the worst? Uh, what was the worst mishap? I, I I know I saw like in the Midwest you had there was a couple of things where I was wondering oh, if yeah. you were gonna need a new bike, but um. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what were um, some of the things that happened to your poor bike? Yeah. Basically, I had a few really bad mechanicals. Um, the biggest of them was coming through Iowa. It was, uh, or coming into Iowa, I think. It was the day that I was supposed to cross the Mississippi River. The crank bolt that ties my left crank arm into, like, between the bottom bracket, um, which the crank is what the pedal is attached to, it broke in half. And uh, the entire pedal fell off of the bike. And I'm riding with clipless pedals, so my feet are attached to the pedals. So my foot came out, and the whole pedal came off. 
and it broke to the point that it was completely unrideable. Thankfully, um, one of my grandparents had planned to meet me that night, like 60 miles away for dinner. And um, they ended up coming to pick me up, driving me to like the only bike shop in a 150 mile radius. That bike shop ended up having the, the mechanic working there had a bolt that would work in his personal collection. So he wow. drove home to pick that up, then came back, put it on the bike. And then the next day, my grandparents drove me back to where they picked me up and dropped me off again. And then I set off. Uh, um, so kind of a, a really lucky set of circumstances in that front, but also kind of just a crazy mechanical issue that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. But it happened in the right place. And your grandparents <laughs> were there. That was awesome. Oh, I, yeah. do, I do remember seeing that. That was amazing. All right. So what, uh, before we get Mr. Joyner back on with, with, with the guys, what were some other like favorite moments you had on this trip? Yeah, so um, the mountain pass that I did, that put me at the highest elevation of the whole trip, called Monarch Pass on US-50 in Colorado. Um, at the very top of it, it's uh, there's this one section of US-50 where a bunch of different cross-country bike routes overlap. And I think that was probably one of my favorite days because I, I got to talk to five or six other groups of people and other individuals that were riding cross country for different reasons. Some people were racing um, on the Great Divide. Some people were riding for other causes. Some people were just riding for fun. Um, and I think that was probably one of the highlights of my trip because I was just able to see other people doing similar things and just absolutely killing it, which was just awesome. And that was so fun to see. That's great. Um, it's another favorite day. I think. Um, there, there have been a few days that my legs have just, like, done so well. There was a day in Utah that uh, was the day after a really, really hard day. And I got up, and I just took off. And I just kept going, and it felt so good, um, <laughs> which is almost inexplicable how that happens. Such a metaphor for the FASD community because, like, there are just so many days where we just don't know how we can keep going, and but we just do. And you're, yeah, we talked about it in our first interview. You know, your journey and this trip was just such a metaphor. And even though you may feel alone, you met up with people and people supported mm -hmm. you and people guided you and helped you along the way, so you weren't alone. So it was just such a beautiful metaphor. I'm gonna bring Mr. Okay. Joyner and the guys on here because they've been so patient. Okay. Mr. Joiner, guys, come on. <laughs> come hey. on back. Come on back, Mr. Joiner. Thank you for letting me talk to Emmaus. I'm gonna let you talk to Emmaus now. Well, thank you so much. We got a few of the guys that uh Emmaus traveled. Actually, uh, we traveled the, the world. We never went to the West Coast. We stayed on the East Coast and we were always in side of 15 passenger van. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think many of them would not have gone had we had to ride a bicycle, Emmaus. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> so I know the guys that have kept up with with Emmaus um, online, they, they followed him uh, and everything. And, and we've shared stories. We've talked about some things and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I just want to give them a, a chance to, to ask some questions. Um, I think, you know, some of the things they, they've asked me, well, how did he do it? Did somebody follow him? And so, <laughs> so, so I think they may have a couple of questions, Emmaus. And, awesome. and that's yeah. what they, uh, Please I'm, go, I'm just gonna go for it. 
Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna let them ask, ask the questions that they, they want to ask because they used to ride in cars. <laughs> Go for it, guys. Yeah. Ask away. So did you so you didn't ride at night, did you? At all? Uh sometimes I did. Um, especially through the Mojave Desert, um, and some other really hot days. It's like impossible to ride in the middle of the day because it's like 115, 120 degrees. So I'd ride really early in the morning until about lunchtime. And then I'd like camp out in a gas station or a restaurant or something where there's air conditioning. And then I'd ride after the sunset for like a few hours. The last few days of the trip, I actually rode for like five hours after dark, which was pretty nice. Um, but also that was on more back roads. I wasn't really on interstates or big roads when that was going on because that's dangerous. Wow. <laughs> Did you see any coyotes or any like wildlife that was pretty scary? Um, coyotes were the only one that I saw that was really. Uh, I only saw one coyote, but I heard like three or four, um, just like yipping all around. Um, some of the nights that I camped out, they were they were pretty close, but I never really had any problems. So, like, where would you camp out at? So, um, public land, especially out west, like through the Bureau of Land Management or like national parks and stuff, it's legal to camp anywhere more than 300 feet from a road. And so I carried a tent and stuff with me. Um, and so I pull off the road, pull off to like a decently developed area normally, um, and then just set up my tent and sleep. <laughs> Are you asleep in that heat? Uh, so the in the heat, I would I would tend to get like a hotel or something if I couldn't find uh, another place to stay. Because if it's like more than a hundred, I I can't heat, I can't sleep. That's like yeah, that's too hot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, What'd you say? Yeah, sleep in the storm. Like storm. 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 storm, storm. I think storm. Yes. So that makes um I had a few <laughs> rainstorms at night. Um. But I had like I had, like a rain fly that I put over my tent, so it wouldn't be terrible. <laughs> but sometimes it was a little rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Well, yeah. All I gotta say is, congrats to you. I never would. I wouldn't even made it yeah. out of Greenville. <laughs> <laughs> I would have turned right around. So, congrats. To yeah. You. <laughs> Thanks, JD. You're welcome. <laughs> that is crazy. Well, a- absolutely awesome uh we're we're looking forward to reconnecting emas uh at some point uh, we're gonna have to take a trip up there and uh see the holders yeah. like I, I told the people earlier you know the holders are, are dear to us uh you know we had the opportunity and the great privilege of i, I feel like watching emas grow up because he was a part of us uh he came uh when he was in fifth grade and uh you know just the to see him grow and uh, and and do this wonderful thing that he's doing is a- just absolutely awesome, and, uh, and and so our hats are off to you and and glad to know you, just honored and, yeah. and privileged to to know you, uh, and uh, I know you're gonna do bigger and better uh, things, and uh, and I, I see you still you still snacking uh, like uh, yeah. Natalie said. We saw uh, all the food that you were eating. Yeah, the only trip, but it was always potato chips and <laughs> ice cream. And I'm like, so where exactly. are the hamburgers and 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 chicken and steak and all that kind of? And I was really hungry. That's what I'd have, and I would not take any time to take pictures of it because oh. I was so hungry that I'd start eating before it was like. <laughs> 
<laughs> so. And Mr. Joyner, his first night here when he camped out with us, he had Carolina barbecue. So, <laughs> but he, uh, okay. didn't, he didn't take any pictures because he was really tired that night. I remember. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So he did eat some barbecue. That's good. Oh yeah. <laughs> didn't know he, he had some something that would stick to his ribs. Just That's a right. Bit. Yeah, yeah, I need it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Mr. Joyner, thank you so much for joining us. This is this is big, and we wanted to surprise Emmaus, and I'm so glad Emmaus's mom came up with this idea because I think you're such a big part of his life, and, and we're just so happy that you and the guys were able to join us to say congratulations. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm so glad we were able to uh, be a part of it uh, when – we were first told uh, that he was getting ready to do this. I was like, wow, okay, okay. And and I mean, that seems like yesterday, but now I think, God, I, I, what maybe 45 days ago? How many days was it, Emmaus? I started 56 days ago. 56 days ago. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And and I mean, you, you gave us a glimpse of the, the world because, I mean, those pictures of the Grand Canyon, you, you know, yeah. people can you know, only hope to visit the Grand Canyon. You, you hear about it in, in books and, and that sort of thing, uh, you, you know, yeah, but yeah. to actually visit there is, is, I mean, absolutely awesome. Awesome. Natalie, thank you for setting up everything. Absolutely. Uh, awesome, hey. awesome, awesome. Emmaus, we will catch up with you soon, sir. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Thank All you right, so much, get, hey, get, All right, Emmaus, get some rest, man. I know you need it. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> All right, we, we signing off. See y'all later. Thanks, Thanks Mr. Joyner. Thanks, guys. So, Emmaus, one last question before you go, because you are just eating and you need to eat and rest. And <laughs> <laughs> so, you we all follow you. Have thousands of people who have been following you for the past fifty-six days. What words of hope can you give to everybody out there? What you learned on this journey? I think uh, seeing how how just kind and accepting people are in general on this trip just gives me some hope in people in, in a general sense and just how kind and giving they are. And so with respect to that and just how open people are in listening and talking about something that they don't know anything about, it's a very hopeful thing. Um, and I also think that this is the perfect time for it with um, all the legislation and um, literature going out about it so um, I think it's a, a bit a bit of the perfect storm to start pulling the thread on this kind of beast of a problem so um, yeah I think uh, it's a good start to educating people which is the first step to starting to solve some of the problems that come along with this so we are so thankful for you Amaeus Holder we just again when you first told us about this we were all just hoping and praying and and you did it and uh we're just so proud and we hope you get a lot of rest eat well and enjoy the time with your mom and your little sister and with your family and just know that that all of us in the fast community and all of the ripples that you made beyond the fast community we all just want to say thank you yeah and congratulations. Thank you so yeah, and thank you congratulations. So much. All yeah. right, Amaz. Take care. Enjoy California and we'll talk there to you go. soon. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Take care. Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Vecchione. If you like our show and want more information, 
check out fasdhope.com. Or please leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Podbean, iTunes, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us next week. And remember, to be informed, take care, and always have hope.